uh, all the times that I second guess myself and, you know, all the friends and the family that has been behind me, like, like it's happening. So like I walk outside of the room, well, first off, I kind of, I shed a few tears. I get them hugs and, you know, handshakes and I walk outside of the room, I grab my phone and go call my wife and uh, I'm like, babe, it's happening. And she was like, what, you, what are you talking about? I was like, babe, it's happening. <laughs> and I was like, babe, we're going to the big league, man. The Seven Rock Life Show is about stories that inspire with people that you will admire, learning to develop new chapters in life, learning from the past, but letting the old stories expire so it gives room for the new stories you create. Our brand is about three things, victorious in your life, contributing to society, and having fun along the journey. Seven Rock Life is a lifestyle that inspires and gives back with a mission to impact the world one life at a time. I'm your host, Steve Mazurko. Thanks for tuning in and being part of this journey. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Rock Life Show. I'm your host, Steve, and I'm here with uh, an awesome guest, an awesome friend, uh, Jonathan Davis down in Mississippi. What's going on, my man? Not much, man. Just quarantining, uh, staying safe, and uh, you know, just living life. Living life. He's got that uh, Southern swag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, now Jonathan's uh, you know, he's he's just got a great background, great heart. I'm really looking forward to um, you know, doing this uh this podcast, the show together. A little background on on John Jonathan. He's um been seven years with the Blue Blue Jays, uh in the major leagues and um also in the minors and just has has had a great baseball career and just uh, has been on top, you know, top ten ESPN multiple times. I mean, the dude can fly. Um and you just have such a, a great Great glove, great speed, great hitting, and and just um, a great dude all around. Uh, you were from Arkansas, and uh, now you're in Mississippi, and you're married to Hannah, and uh, just have a new one that just um, that gave birth to the universe called Capri. And I'm um, really looking forward to this because we're going to talk about faith, marriage, uh, sports, and baseball, and also their brand, Third World, where that came from. I met uh, Jonathan through some friends down in Louisiana, uh, Gumbo Land. And, uh, <laughs> and being able to um, connect uh, really just a beautiful individual and beautiful people down there. And was blessed actually this summer to get invited to a, a Yankee Blue Jays game. Went with my parents. I was just talking to John just before this and was able to go on the field and meet some, you know, some great people there and the experiences of life, you know, that you value. And I think um, that's what we value the most right now because we can't do as much as we uh, were doing before. So we look at those memories, we look at those uh, moments that life, you know, uh, get, gives us and we cherish. And I'm sure being able to give birth to your, uh, to your daughter and, um, you know, and it's, uh, it, it's so cool to be able to see having, um, you know, a family put together and seeing Capri and your daughter. Um, right. and when you're in quarantine, you know, you, you sometimes uh, lose, lose track. But uh, <laughs> But it's exciting, right. man. So I would love to hear just your, your story and just, uh, you know, how it all started, you know, coming from, you know, Arkansas. I know you played baseball out there and then being Mississippi, my man. So it's all yours. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was this uh, small kid from a, a small town, uh, Camden, Arkansas. And, um, you know, I love I, I was passionate about the game of baseball when I was younger. 
um, I used to uh, go over to my grandpa's house and uh, I would throw the ball over the house and run around and catch it. You know, that's kind of where it started, uh, just having that passion and zeal for the game. And um, as I grew older, you know, um, of course, you all you always have uh, things who things that try to come against you and try to come against your dream and your vision and stuff like that. But um, as I started to grow over, people would tell me, like, dude, you're too small to play this game. Like, you'll never play at the next level. You'll never go to the next level. And I'm like, okay, all right, that's cool. But um, there's three things that uh, I try to live by, and I think that got me to the next level. Um, the first one was a uh, dream. Um, in order for you to uh, be able to get to where you want to go, I think you have to have uh, a dream. You have to have vision. And um, that vision is the act or power of anticipating that which will or may come to be. Uh, a problem is something that uh, you move away from, whereas a vision is something that you move towards. And so as a little kid, um, I always kept that in mind. Uh, like, I want to play at the highest level. No matter what anybody said, no matter what I came up against, no matter the adversity adversity that I went through, it was like, all right, I see where I'm trying to go. Um, and then second off uh, was my faith. Of course, uh, we know that without faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And also, uh, and also, uh, faith without works is dead. So, uh, in order for me to get to where I was going, I had to put in the work. And so, it wasn't just uh, me saying, "All right, I want to play in the big leagues." It wasn't just me saying, uh, "I want to play at the highest level possible." Um, I remember when I was in high school, um, I started playing football as a junior, right, and. Uh, I was small, like I said, and people was like, dude, like, you should not be playing football. Like, hmm. this is not your sport. And my mom, she was the same way. She was like, John, you're too small. Like, you're going to get hurt. And I'm like, okay, mom, just give, just give me one year, you know, just give me one year to play. And so uh, my dad said, all right, if you want to play, go out there and practice uh, with the team and we'll see. And so um, from my sophomore year to my junior year, I gained 20 pounds. And so people thought like I was on steroids or whatever. That's huge. But I was yeah, actually, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, bro. But I was actually waking up at 6 a.m. every morning before school, going lifting, running, you know, working out. Then I would go to school. And then during uh, uh, our wellness period, I would lift again. And then after school, of course, we had practice as a team. So where people was getting one one uh workout a day i was getting three workouts a day and uh looking back on that i realized like man like i really was chasing my dream you know i really was putting in the work that that was needed um and i i just believe that uh, you can't just manifest something without moving towards it you know you yep. you, you got to have a vision but at the same time you have to have that action behind your vision you have to move forward and that's something that me and you always talk about is, uh, you know, manifesting uh, what you have or manifesting your dream by uh, cultivating it. Yeah. And Would so, you, say uh, that you, you manifested like being, you know, getting signed, getting into the, you know, into the minors, into, you know, and then getting your break to the majors. 
you know, that was all just manifest, you know, manifestation of just like saying, Hey, it's going to happen. I feel it. I, I, I do. I do. I will say it's not a matter of just saying it though. Like I yeah. said, uh, I think manifestation comes with, uh, cultivating, uh, it's almost like, uh, a plant, you know, you have the seed, of course, uh, that's where, where's where it starts and you, you put it into the ground and you don't, you don't just say, all right, uh, put the seed in the ground and this, it's, it's just going to come up by itself. No, it, it doesn't come up by itself. It has, uh, it has to be watered. Uh, it has to be tended to, it has to be fertilized. Like all those things has to go into the process of that plant growing. Were you at my and house so, yesterday? I, I was not at your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was doing. I was. I wish I was down. at your house that night. I was putting seeds down yesterday. It's hilarious. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. And so, like, and it's so parallel to, um, you know, the word of God of, uh, of just what the Bible says about, you know, um, just vision in general. It says, "Without vision, the people perish." And uh, that vision, you know, is uh, is the word of God. You know, if if we don't feed ourselves and, and we don't cultivate ourselves, then there will be no fruit. You know, you can't bear fruit and you don't put in the work, you don't put in the time uh, into the seed. Uh, and I, I believe that everybody has purpose. Uh, I believe that everybody has something, something to give to the world, but that, that seed has to be cultivated. You know, it has to be watered. It has to be fertilized, as we mentioned. Yeah. And then uh, uh, on top of that, the last thing is, uh, you know, you have to, it's dream, believe, achieve. So the last uh, word is achieve and that, uh, and that's trust. You have to trust the process. Uh, you have to have patience pretty much. Uh, and that trust is a firm belief in the re reliability, the truth of someone or something. And uh, I like when I talk to uh, students or kids, I like to ask them, like, um, if uh, you wanted to get something done, would you come and ask a stranger? And they say, well, probably not, you know. And I said, if you wanted to get something done, would you, would you ask your parents? And they were like, yeah, I, I would probably ask my parents. And uh, I said, well, would you, ask, would you do it yourself? I said, would you do it yourself? And they would say, uh, I don't know, you know, it's kind of iffy right there. And I said, well, when it comes to my life, God made me. So why wouldn't I trust him with my life? Because he knows everything that is inside of me because mm -hmm. of he made me, he formed me, he produced me. He, uh, he is the beginning, you know what I mean? Like he is uh, God. And so as a believer, why wouldn't I trust the manufacturer? Mm. When, as such as uh, we take for, Example, the iPhone. If you have an iPhone and it's, it's, it's broken, you don't go to, to the Android store and, and fix your iPhone. You know, you don't. You, so as a believer, why would I go to, you know, someone who, who's not a believer or uh, someone who uh, doesn't really know about me personally as a human being and, 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 and as a person? to fix my problems where we, where I should be going is to God, you know, I should be going to the word and I should trust that what he has said and what he has laid out will produce fruit. And I believe that's where 
um, a lot of times we uh, kind of get off track is because uh, we we go to a lot of different places and a lot of different things to try to solve our problems when uh, we ha God has laid out the answers in his word. You know, he's he's given us uh, the cheat sheet and the cheat sheet is right there. The answers are right there uh, if we want them. And and I, I think in the Bible it says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. So all we have to do is let them in. You know, we have to uh, seek them out, you know. And uh, so, yeah, so uh, three things. Those are the three things that I've lived by in my journey. Dream, believe, um, and dream believe and achieve dream is vision yeah believe is faith and achieve achieve is trust uh that uh trust in the word you know trust in what god has said that those things will come to pass i love that that's awesome yeah. where where yeah. did you um you know when did you really dive into your faith was it you know your upbringing you know being around um, yeah your parents, yeah. family yeah so my dad is a, a pastor and uh, my mom is the co-pastor of our church in uh, Camden, Arkansas, mm -hmm. uh, the Word Family Church. And so, uh, as a as a as a young kid, I remember like it was yesterday, man. Uh, I was excited, you know, to learn about God. Uh, my dad used to we used to he used to give me up some days, and we would go upstairs, and uh, we would just read the Word, and he would just kind of like ask me, like, "You understand what that means?" You know. And sometimes he would, he, we would read and he would ask me, uh, he would ask me questions to the point where it would make me, uh, like, I guess, think deeper. So, you know, like how a kid says, like, you ask, uh, you will be doing something that you, they'll give you the, well, why? Well, why? Well, why? And that's kind of what it was. It was like, I was asking questions constantly, constantly until, and I, I know, like, I think, most of it was just the Holy Spirit giving me revelation. And, uh, but like, I believe that, you know, those moments of me sitting down with my dad and those moments of me actually just picking up my word when, you know, I, I had um, time uh, were key to me uh, growing in my faith. And on top of that, I believe, you know, we don't just uh, stay stagnant in our faith. I think uh, we go from face to face. So, in this walk of life, I believe we grow as believers. We grow in our faith. So also faith, faith takes time to mature. Yeah. Yeah. And what, you know, people that are, what do you, I like what you just said, faith takes time to mature. I, I'm sure yeah. playing sports and, you know, in, in marriage and, uh, and just the journey that you've been on, cause we'll get into that right after this, uh, your journey gotcha. in, in baseball, cause you got to have faith you know, yeah. uh, especially in that, because they're just like, you don't know if you're going to get called up. You don't know if you're going to be in the lineup or, you know, and, and you yeah. don't know how long it's going to be. So you're, you're tested. I mean, sports test you, life test you, you know, we're getting yeah. tested. If you're listening to this, you know, it's during the, you know, the, the quarantine that we're in and yeah. uh, people are getting tested more than ever. This is the first time people are like by themselves in a way. Right. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but how, how are, what are ways that you, and you know, and Hannah and your and your family, what are ways that you guys really grow your faith? I know, obviously, you know, reading the Bible and going to church, but is there other things you know that you guys do or talk about or um, that have helped you just you know grow in your marriage, grow in your in your life, being a father now, you know, to your daughter, and uh, you know, and all that? Yeah. So um, I used to be uh, very 
uh, stubborn when it came to meeting or not stubborn. I would say I used to be very passive in terms of um, conflict. Um, I think for me personally, what has helped our marriage is actually being intentional about um, about our relationship. And what I mean by that is like actually taking time to sit down and talk, um, actually taking time to plan things to do together. Um, and then of course, opposition. Opposition is a way uh, that faith grows. Um, so for me and my wife, uh, uh, when we first started dating, I know we would we would kind of disagree on things and then we would just kind of leave it alone. You know, it'd just be out there. And uh, when it comes, if it comes back, it comes back. If it doesn't, and you know, great. But uh, recently now, uh, you know, when we have opposition, uh, we typically, all right, let's sit down, let's talk this thing out. Uh, let's get to the root of it. Uh, and then not only let's get to the root of it, um, let me put my pride aside. You put your pride aside because we're on the same team, right? And let's actually um, let's actually try to get a result out of this. You know, let's actually put this into practice. How can we how can we do better right here? And uh, that's that's one thing that has you know helped us a lot is being intentional about you know our relationship. Um, and then on top of that. Um, was the fact that we would actually uh, go and do things together. Uh, we would plan, uh, you know, to go to church. Uh, like if we say we're going, we're going. Uh, if we say we're going to read the word at this time, then we're going to read, you know. And I think when, you, when you're not intentional, a lot of things take the place of, uh, of that, you know. And I think that's something that you have to get to the point of. It's like, uh, with any business, uh, we typically, um, you know, uh, we set a, a time, a place uh, where I'm getting this done. You know, we're very intentional about our business, but we're not intentional about our life, uh, which is uh, like one that. thing. That, That's so true. Yeah, which is, yeah, which is one thing that uh, has helped us a lot in our, in our, um, in our walk. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, you know, with, um, that's so true what you just said about, we're intentional and say business, but we're not intentional with our life and, right. you know, being intentional about like your, your daily moves, right. Mm, when we get distracted yeah. or different things. Yeah. Um, how did, uh, you know, we'll get into your baseball career in, in a second. How did third world come about? Because I know it's, you know, it's, it's based from your guys' faith and, and, but there's a lot of meaning behind it. It's a, it's an awesome yeah. brand and, uh, you know, him and his, uh, his, um, you know, his brother-in-law, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And Chance. Uh, Chance being able to create a, a really awesome brand that has meaning to it, right? So maybe walk yeah. us through just the meaning behind Third World. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think Chance is a, a, a visionary in general, but uh, he came to us uh, when we first met. Uh, it was kind of in the, the cultivating stage, and it still is, but... He, he was telling me that, you know, he had a dream and um, I told him to get up and he wrote, he wrote down these colors and, you know, it was colors that were, you know, meaningful, they had purpose, but it was just kind of abstract art, you know. And um, as we began to grow in our relationship, he started telling me bits and pieces about, 
you know, what God was saying. And basically this brand is, you know, for entrepreneurs, it's for people who have those talents and they have gifts and they pretty much, like we said early, earlier, aren't cultivating their gifts. Uh, they're kind of sitting on their gifts. They're not using what God has given them. Yep. And uh, I think it's so much purpose in that brand because, uh, like I said, everybody has something to give to this world. And for me, my view on uh, what it is and what third world means is basically giving to the world what God has given you, you know, and there's going to be things, there's going to be people that are going to try to hinder that, but God has given you something to give to the world so the world can become better. Mm-hmm. And if you look at, if you look at most third world countries and that's, that was kind of the thing too, for me, um, third world, third world in itself ha- has a bad connotation. It has a, a bad rep as a name, third world, you know, and where it came from. Yeah, it's um, like poverty or meaning. like, you know, yes. it, it's not a comp- yeah. Yes, but in those third world countries are so many good things that we never talk about. And when in terms of where we vacation, we tend to go to third world countries. In terms, to, in terms of um, their culture, like they, they have so much stuff that is positive to give to this world, that they're giving to the world. And so how can a man or a person say that they aren't worth anything or that they, that country isn't good? And so what we tried to do in uh, Third World was flip that and say, no, they have value. They have something to give to the world. They have purpose. And so third world, what we did was flip the term third world and say, like, we're third world. Like, we have value. We have purpose. Everyone has value. Everyone has purpose. It's a matter of tapping into that purpose and allowing God to use you to bring something into fruition. And so it's kind of like an entrepreneur's mindset, an entrepreneur's brand. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about it because, man, like, I, I believe like this is it's gonna take off and it's for like I said, it's for people who are looking to get out of that box, you know, to be unique and bring bring themselves to the to the world. Yeah. Now and yeah. That's, that's very true, you know, and you forget that there's so much wealth in, in those countries that we go visit, you know, yeah. with the culture, the beauty. Um, you know, I've experienced that in my life being in different parts of the world. And uh, so that's, that's very true. Now talk about a little bit of, you know, like leading into um, that mentality of like where the world sometimes tries to take you down or things or people, but you have to push through. Cause I know in, in, in baseball that probably had to happen to you, you know, where, you know, playing college and then getting into the minors and then just that grind. So talk about a little bit of your career and, um, you know, shed some light into people that are listening to this. Maybe they're in entrepreneurship. Maybe they are in a, uh, a time of their life where they uh, are trying to restructure, you know, and having right. to adapt to the pitches that are being thrown. Right. Right. So yeah. talk a little bit about your baseball career and then what you've learned up to this point, you know, throughout that time. Yeah. yeah so um, as a, as a child, uh, I mentioned earlier, 
I was very driven. Um, I believed in my dream. I believed that without a shadow of a doubt, no matter what anybody told me, no matter what I faced, like I was, I was the best on the field and I was going to make it. Yeah. yeah. And so as we tend to get around different people, as we tend to experience different um, things, adversity, uh, we start to question that, you know, we start to uh, feel like um, uh, maybe, you know, I can get to this point, but I wasn't meant to uh, reach the highest level or, you know what I mean? Like we start to, we start to uh, feel opposition. And so during my baseball career, um, you know, I was, when I went to college, I was a small kid with a lot of, uh, you know, power. Um, that's typically what I, who I was on my team. You know, I, I I was fast, but I hit for power. You know, I, I tend I tend I tended to do a little too much at times, and so I got to pro ball, and uh, you know, a, one coach was telling me like you got a great swing. Another coach was telling me you need to cut cut down on your swing. Another coach was telling me maybe try this, and so I got to the point of. Um, my mind was kind of like everywhere, you know, it was kind of messy. Uh, and I started to doubt who I was as a player because I, w I was, I was struggling uh, at the plate. I was, uh, I started to listen to a lot of different people. And in terms of a lot of coaches say I was like a sponge, you know, everything I heard, I tried to apply. And so, um, yeah, I started to kind of struggle a bit. And what really helped me through this process was uh, my faith. You know, uh, I, I would get up and I would read, you know, I would be at the field sometimes and um, I, I just wasn't feeling too confident. And I, I would resort to the word or I would call somebody like my dad and um, or my mom and my friends. And uh, I would tell them kind of where I was mentally and you know, it would kind of set me back on track. But in terms of struggling, I faced in the minor leagues, man, it's, it's, it's tough, man, because um, <laughs> Peanut butter and jelly. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the meals are, you know, sick, kind of like not really what you would prefer. Um, and you're living in places where uh, it's kind of like uh, you don't, you're not as comfortable. You have to room with the teammates, you know, because you don't make as much. And I, even, even when I got married, you know, me and my wife, we had the room with uh, three other guys, which they were great guys. But like you said, you want, you kind of want to have your own space in, in terms of marriage. And so like uh, that happened. And then it, um, as far as financial stability, it's uh, very tough when you have to, uh, go through a season and pay for housing and then you have to go through the off season and you know you have to work because you're not making enough or you have to kind of base where you stay off of how much money you have coming in and so uh it's a grind man and I think like I said if it wasn't for my faith and uh if, if it wasn't for the circle of friends that God has has had placed around me I really don't think I, I would have made it to where I was. Uh, and uh, I, I remember a time when I was in high and I, I drove to the field one morning by myself. Uh, typically my uh, wife would drop me off. And um, 
I drove to the field and I just sat in the car and I was like, man, like, is this worth it? Like, mm. I, I have friends who, you know, have been out of college for four or five years and they have their own house, they're established, they have kids and, you know, they're married and they just kind of seem like comfortable, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and I started to realize and I called my, my wife and I'm like, babe, is, is this worth it? And she's, she told me, I remember Burbank, she was you? like, I was at the time, I think I was 24, 24. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she told me, she was like, uh, do you want, so you want to give up on your dream? And like, I had never really just thought about that. Like, like, man, like I am living my dream. And when she said, do you want to give up on my dream, on your dream? I was like, dang, like I would be giving up on what I have always dreamed about. Like, this is something that God has placed in me, a gift, a talent, uh to use and to glorify him and mm -hmm. you know just because i'm having a little opposition or i don't feel good at the moment you know i want to i want to resort to to uh comfort you know yeah and that's what i was seeing at the moment is like i was seeing other people how how it seemed like they were just all good and dandy like they were living the life and everything and uh you know i i wanted that you know i wanted stability and my wife wanted stability we wanted comfort and um uh, but what i realized though when uh it was uh 2017 and i was planning i thought i was going to triple a uh after spring training or no i thought i yeah i thought i was going to triple a after spring training this was the year that vladdy Bo. Vlad, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Bo Bichette, and Kevin Biggio were all in double-A. And so I thought I was going to triple-A, and they called me in, and they were like, uh, you know what, J.D., you know, it would be cool for you to go to triple-A, but we want you to play every day. You know, we want you to be the guy in triple-A in center field. And so I'm like, man, like, I saw it as, um, man, I might not be able to make it, you know. Uh, but I might not be able to make it to uh, the big leagues because I'm moving backwards now, right? Yeah. And so um, then I walked out of the room and I said, you know what? I'm just going to put my best foot forward. This is my dream. I'm going to keep pursuing it. And I'm going to make the most of, out of where I'm at. And so I go to AA that year. It's uh, We have, like, an amazing team, like the best team in the league, turns out. Oh, we won it. We won the whole thing. And, uh, like, that was actually my best year, you know, of, of, of baseball, you know, that year. And uh, so that year was the year that I actually made it to the big leagues after starting in double-A. Wow. And I, and I told myself, like, man, like, this was the greatest year ever. And I, you know, at first I was thinking, like, how you you going to send me to double-A? And I've been in double A for two years, you know, that's my mentality. It's like, why, you know, but I learned so much in the process. And it's like, God has, God has kind of like directed my steps along this whole journey, man. And I'm telling you, like the biggest part for me, man, is faith and, have, and having that belief in your dream and in your vision and sticking to it and trusting that what you're doing and, 
the dream that God has given you, it's it's for a reason, you know, and it's gonna it's gonna come to fruition if you continue to cultivate it, if you continue continue to stay uh, stay with it, you know. And you so, can't, uh, you can't yeah. ignore that that's that dream or that seed that you know the universe and God plants in you because it's just it's there, you know. It's there, and, and everybody knows every everybody knows that one thing that that has been on their mind that has been in their heart, and a lot of times. And it's so crazy because a lot of times that dream can even be passed up with a good life, with what seems to be comfortable, with what seems to be, uh, you know, just, all right, this is it. You know, this is, this will be, this life right here will be just fine for me, you know, complacency. And, but within that, you're missing out on so much, like you're missing out on the joy of what, who God has made you to be, you know? Yeah. And so, um, how was yeah. it? How was it when getting called up? What was that feeling like? And then, you know, being able to play with, you know, a lot of your, you know, heroes and, you know, big teams, Yankees and all the different yeah. you know, clubs out there. What was, walk me through that feeling. Oh, man. <laughs> I know you're smiling. You got that face on you. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> you're watching this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, so, um, I was in AAA and, before the game, like, I came into the field house and I wasn't playing. This was, like, the last day of the season, the AAA season. I wasn't playing. I'm like, why am I not playing? Like, if I'm not playing, I'm probably not getting caught up. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sitting on the bench, you know, I'm just chilling, you know, watching the game, cheering my teammates on. After the game, um, people are getting called into the office, don't know why. And I get fully dressed. And my uh, first base coach, my outfield coordinator, uh, he he comes into the locker room. He's like, hey, J.D., uh, Bobby Meacham, that's my manager. He wants to speak to you. And I'm like, okay, you know, they're probably going to tell me, you know, something about this offseason, blah, blah, blah. I walk into the office, and uh, him and I think it was Ben Sherrington uh, and with the rest of my coaches, they were all sitting there, and they was like, J.D., uh, we just want to commend you on a great season. Uh, you've been, you know, consistent. Uh, you've worked hard. You've been a great teammate. And uh, you've gone about your business the right way. And I'm like, appreciate it, you know, and kind of giving them the, you know, the nod. And uh, they were like, but uh, tomorrow we want you to go up and be with the big league team. And uh, we want you to pack your stuff for tonight. You got a, a limo coming that's going to pick you up at the hotel. And I'm just like in my mind, I'm like, oh my goodness. You're like, oh my <laughs> this is, yeah, like all this work that I put in, uh, all the times that I second guess myself and you know, all the friends and the family that has been behind me, like, like it's happening. So like I walk outside of the room. Well, first off, I kind of I shed a few tears. I give them hugs and you know, handshakes, and I walk outside of the room, I grab my phone. I go call my wife and uh, I'm like, babe, it's happening. And she was like, what you, what are you talking about? I was like, babe, it's happening. <laughs> and I was like, babe, we're going to the big league. And uh, she was like, she just started crying, bro. It's like she just bust out in tears. And she was like, oh, my God, man, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. And uh, she was like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm about to call my family, blah, 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 tell them the news. So I called my dad and my mom. 
And my dad's just he screamed. He was like, "What? You going to the? You going to the big leagues?" And he just like he was around family, so uh, he was like, "Hey, everybody, we gotta tell John congratulations because he's going up to the big leagues. He's gonna be playing with the big league team tomorrow." And like my whole family was just like happy for me. And dude, when I tell you, like I got there and it was like. I can't even think of the word, man. Like it, it, it was really overwhelming. Seriously, like when you step foot in a big league locker room and you like, you know, you're there to play a game and you're not just there to like look around. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's really humbling, man. Because you're being watched, not watching. Yes, man. It's really humbling, and it it, it gives you a sense of uh, purpose, like a drive that I can't describe, and. It's one of those things and when I talk about like your purpose and your passion and what you want to do in life, man, like when you are walking in your purpose, when you are walking in, in your dream and your vision and what God has called you to do, man, it's like a joy that can't be fulfilled in any other way. Like you can't you can't get this feeling with alcohol, drugs, sex, anything, man. Like this feeling is what you were made to do. And so like it's like when you're when you're dating when you're dating life when you're when oh, you're you know, in marriage to what you wanna be and, and accomplish and do, you know? You man. Just, you feel it. You're on the track. You feel it. Yeah. You feel it. And every day you wake up and it's like, oh man, I'm doing it. You know, it's like it's like a constant feeling of happiness, man. And so like that's why I like I preach so hard, man, to like pursue your dreams and to cultivate those things that God has placed in you that like, and that we know we knew as a child that we kind of went away from. And I think that's the thing that third world is trying to say is like, go back to those things that are inside of you, like, like cultivate those things and give the world that, uh, that abstract art that only God has placed in you, you know? And like those things, people can't put value on. Like you can, I, you can come in and see an abstract painting and you can say it's worth this much, but only the person who made it knows how much it's worth, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, that's, that's the fulfillment in walking in your purpose, man. And, and that's the feeling that I felt when I, when I got to the league, bro, it was like no other, man. Dude, I, I love that. Like just hearing that story and that feeling, cause I've, you know, I, I never got to the caliber that you got to, but being in, you know, minors and all that, you, that feeling of like that breakthrough and whether yeah. it's in business, yes. whether it's in a relationship, yes. whether it's in an idea, uh, that yes. breakthrough when that happens, you feel you're like, you just reminisce and you just think about all the times mm. that you wanted to quit all the times you're like, you put in the work when nobody was looking yes. and yes. Um, what, what were some of your, uh, best experiences you know your your first home run being on espn you know top plays and all that stuff like what what are like three moments that really that you remember that mm-hmm. were fun that were you know cool and stuff yeah okay so uh i would say i'm gonna start probably with the least one um uh, the number one i mean number three was um what was it Oh, playing in the fall league. So for me, like that was a, a time where it's like, okay, like these these are the the best guys in the minor leagues. Like we're all out there in Arizona competing against each other. And like, dude, my team was like 
unreal. Like we had like if if I can compare a team to it, it was like the USA team when Michael Jordan was there. You know, <laughs> like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Like that that was our team. Like we Who did you were, have on that team. Uh, Michael Chavis. Uh, we had um, Lourdes Gurriel. We had Fermil Reyes. We had. Um, so you guys were just stacked. Dude, we we had Acuna. Acuna was on our team. Uh, dude, we had we had a lineup, bro, and uh, we ended up winning the fall league. And like winning the fall league was just like the coolest thing. I think what made it even cooler was like our team was so cool and chill. Like every day we came to the yard was just like it wasn't. It was like we were playing t-ball every day, man. It was like the game was so easy. It was just fun, you know. And so, uh, yeah, that was that was like my number three. Uh, my number two was, um, I would say, this past year in AAA, when TJ Zoig he uh, threw a no hitter, and I, uh, it was the second to the last out of the game, and the guy hit a line drive, and like before the pitch, I was like, I was thinking in my head, like, all right, if this. If anybody hits a ball out here, the ball is either going to the fence or I'm catching it. And uh, so the dude hits a line job right at me. Like, this is the, the next to the last out of the game uh, of a no-hitter. The dude hits a line job right at me, dude. And I, I swear, I felt like I was, like, on springs after this ball. <laughs> and I got to it, and I dove, and boom, I caught it it in I was like hype man because like TJ is my boy you know like he's 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 cool he's a great dude and um I was like man if like if he get the, if he gets this bro like we 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 about to have some fun in the locker room after the game and so uh he ended up getting a no hitter and that was pretty cool to be a part of and like just to see him and the excitement on his face after he uh threw a no hitter and then I would say uh, number one was uh, the catch I made in uh, Tampa Bay uh, for yeah, sick. <laughs> the highlight. Yeah, like dude. <laughs> so the thing people don't realize about that catch was so in um, in the dome in that dome it's so hard to see. Mm-hmm. So like before the game we're out we're shagging balls and he's hitting balls up into the roof like just so we can track it you know kind of see the angle we need to look. Uh, when we need to take our eyes off the ball, when not when not to take your eyes off the ball, like coming in on balls, what it looks like going back on balls, what it looks like. And so on that particular pitch, I was shaded a little bit to uh, right center. And um, when he hit the ball, I saw it, you know, I, I was like, all right, boom, I'm going. I saw it and I turned a little too early. And so when I looked back at that for the ball, I could not see the ball whatsoever. <laughs> so I was just, I was really literally running to a spot. And so I was, as I run, I'm like, please come out, please come out, please come out. <laughs> and at the, last, at the last minute, bro, I saw the ball and I'm like, uh, and I dove. I caught it. And like that's why I was really so excited about catching that <laughs> ball. 
Because I didn't see it half the time, and then it came out at the last moment. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I not... was literally, I was literally just running as fast as I can to a spot, and I then the ball came out and I caught it. Yeah. So that well, was that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. that. Was amazing catch. I remember seeing that. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was um, pretty cool. What you know, we'll we'll wrap up in a little bit. Um. What a, this is awesome, by the way. This is cool. Just hearing the stories and and different things. What what are some of your biggest recommendations to people that are listening to this of how the principles that you've learned through your faith, through baseball, through marriage? Um, yeah. What are some top principles that people can apply into their life during this time um, to help them progress? Because you know everything's about adapting, restructuring. Baseball, I've always loved because you have to adjust to the weather to, you know, where you're playing to, you know, what you, you know, being in indoors, being in, in outdoors, um, the right. pictures, right. You're always adapting. So what are some of the principles that people can apply in their life that you've applied in sports and faith and marriage, and then also in life to help people that are listening to this today? Okay. Um, in sports, um, I would say, I don't want to just say anything. I want to. I want to think about this because, like lessons you've uh, learned, you know that right. coaches from yourself, from you know, from certain things, lessons that will always be ingrained in you, or moments that will always be ingrained in you that can teach, you know, others, you know, with whatever season they are in life right now. Gotcha. Okay. I would say, um, believe in yourself. Uh, that's one thing in terms of my life that I've had, that I had to learn as a as a young kid. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't really have many much opposition. Um, uh, my dad was my dad and my mom were uh, great parents. Uh, they supplied for me uh, pretty much majority majority everything I needed. Um, so I really didn't have to do a lot as a, a kid, but. <clears throat> Once I got older, uh, I, like I said, I had a lot of opposition and I start to doubt myself. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's so important, uh, especially in these times uh, where some people are struggling financially, some people are struggling uh, in terms of being alone. Uh, some people are, uh, you know, struggling just in different assets, uh, phases of life. I think um, the one of the most key elements to life is uh, believing in, in yourself and what what is on the inside of you. Uh, as a person, uh, I believe what you put into life is what you're gonna get. And so, in terms of what that means to me, uh, I know as in baseball, uh, I was told to do a lot of things, but in reality. I believe if I would have just honestly continued to work and believe in myself, uh, that I probably would have gotten to where I needed to get to a lot quicker. Uh, that doesn't mean you you don't you know listen listen to people or take heed to people, but I believe uh, you should make decisions based off what you think and what you feel, um, and uh, you know like. And then I think that goes a long way in terms of uh, making progress uh, because the only person who has to live with that deci the decisions you make and uh, what you do with your life is yourself. Uh, and so uh, for, for people to come in and tell you that you need to do this, you have to do this, 
you should do this with and it's cool and i'll react i'm not saying don't be wise don't make a good decision but i'm saying at the end of the day i believe you should be confident in the decisions that you make mm. I yeah. love that. Be, be anchored into who you are yes yes be your own person you don't have to don't be a people pleaser pretty much you know yeah. uh and I, I i i really i struggle with that for a while is uh trying to just make people happy or just doing the right, right thing because yeah doing the right or doing the making a decision based off of uh will this uh keep me from having conflict or uh you know you, you know like those kind of those hard tough decisions sometimes you have to make as a person that really would benefit you uh but in terms you kind of you like uh, i'm a i'm a you know i i'll be okay i let i'm gonna make this decision to keep the conflict down or uh to not have a conflict of interest you know what i mean so i think just believing in who you are believing in the decisions you make you know yeah your your instinct and you know the rock like be be connected to yeah the the rock of life or your rocks of yes. life just like you know and, and that's so so key because yes you can't you can't count on others believing you forever you know you mm. have belief with your source which goes back to the beginning right um, right like because you know you, you're not going to have every coach believe in you you're not going to have every uh every player or friend right but you've got to have belief with your source of life and that yes. strength <clears throat> and what i love about you Jonathan, is that you like you have strength and you know you're strong as a person, you're strong with your conviction, but you're also you have um you have a grace about you. You know, you have a humbleness about you, you know. I and I think that, that uh that's what I admire about you is that you're strong but in a in a graceful way. And uh must be the Mississippi in you now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh man, the food down there is amazing, yeah. by the way. Shout out yeah, to all the is. food. That's why you guys have the yeah. most hospitals like in the in the hey. country. <laughs> hey, right. you can't have good food without a lot of salt or a lot of sugar. <laughs> yeah, the grits, man. But uh I, th I think that's awesome, you know, that that belief yeah. and stuff. So good. Well, I'm I'm so excited for um, you know, for everything that you're doing, being a father. Uh, I think I think there's been a lot of value out of this uh this podcast and people are definitely going to enjoy this. Definitely share this guys, you know, talking about the faith, the journey of life, whatever it is and whatever information Jonathan, you know, gave use that for, you know, whatever area you are in your life and the restructuring that has to be done. Right. Right. Uh, right. I know I will re-listen to this without a doubt and, and we'll tag um I know people can find you. Um, uh, I'll put the tag below, you know, follow your journey and uh, as a father and as, as a, as an athlete and any uh, future things? I know right now the season's on hold, yeah. but any, any future things before we wrap up, things that you see in the future for you? You know, I know growing a brand and other things. Yeah, um, I mean, me right now, I'm just kind of trying to work on myself and uh, I have a brand, uh, or not a brand, I would say uh, a foundation, JD321, uh, which is uh, simply just me kind of uh, what is what what JD three twenty one means is uh, uh so uh, the gifts that God has given us uh, it is our responsibility to give to the world uh, those things uh, that are true and good uh, come from God and uh, I'm just trying to help out my community uh, my friends and uh, family it's just help each and every everyone uh, reach their full potential and uh especially young young men and women 
uh, through this foundation. And so you'll kind of see uh, more stuff uh, in terms of that. And then uh, uh, I think I'm going to start doing baseball lessons some sometime here soon uh, since uh, we've made kind of are making our roots in Mississippi. Uh, so, yeah, just be on the lookout for that. But yeah, that's about it, man. Dude, I love it. I love it. And yeah. uh, sending huge blessings to you, without a doubt. And, it, and finish off with the last question. So we end up, we end off every uh, Summer Rock Life show with this question. So you ready? This is the end all be all question. So uh -oh. if, <laughs> so if you had a billboard for the whole world to see, what would your message be to the world? One sentence, one word. Ooh. What would your message be to the world, especially now? <laughs> What would be your, your message to the world that you would want to give out? My message to the world. I mean, it would kind of have to be, I would say Jesus, J-E-S-U-S. -S. Mm. <laughs> Why? Man, because I believe that this life is going to end. And if you don't believe in Jesus, then you're going to perish. If you do believe in Jesus, then you're going to live forever. And I want everybody to have eternal life. I want everybody to have salvation and uh, live forever, man. So uh, how could I not preach Jesus? <laughs> he's mm -hmm. the way, he's the truth, and he's the life, man. So um, that's what I believe. I always believe it So I die. And I'm going to teach my children. I'm going to teach the people that, uh, you know, want to listen. But, uh, I mean, to each his own. Uh, I'm not wanting to condemn. I just know that if that was, if I had a billboard and I had one message, it would be Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus the Lord, love it. We may yeah. die in flesh, but we never die in spirit. Never, never. Yeah. Dude, yep. such a blessing, man. Hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, share this. Go out, follow Jonathan and his foundation and all the things he's doing and his beautiful family. And uh, if you want some good Mississippi, Mississippi food, uh, he will send it your way. Ooh. I promise, right? Yeah, yeah, awesome, guys. Have a great, great day, guys. Blessings. And uh, thanks for tuning in to the Sun Rock Life Show. Yeah. Thank you.